Good morning, Alex and friends. Today is Thursday, June 22nd, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. Today in Riverside, we can expect a warm day with a high of 80.9 degrees and a low of 60.0. Now, let's take a look at the stories we'll be covering in today's episode of Alex's News. First up, a desperate search is currently underway for a missing submersible called Titan. This state-of-the-art vessel was exploring the wreckage of the Titanic when its oxygen supply began to dwindle. We'll have the latest updates on this developing story and the efforts being made to locate the missing submersible and its crew. Next, we'll be discussing the challenges faced by abortion access following a recent Supreme Court ruling. This decision has had a significant impact on millions of women across the country. We'll dive into the details, examining both the legal implications and the potential ramifications for reproductive rights. Stay tuned for these gripping stories and more. Coming up next on Alex's News. Welcome back, viewers. Our top story today revolves around a desperate race against time, as rescuers continue their tireless search for a missing submersible named Titan. This submersible was on a daring mission to explore the historic wreckage of the Titanic. With limited oxygen supply projected to diminish by Thursday, the urgency of this situation is palpable. Joining me now with more details on this unfolding story is our news reporter, Antoni. Antoni, what can you tell us about these search efforts? Thank you, Connie. The search for the missing submersible Titan has been spurred by the detection of mysterious underwater noises in the vicinity where the sub lost contact with its control ship, as identified by the U.S. Coast Guard. Maritime surveillance planes were swiftly deployed and managed to pinpoint the source of these noises, raising hopes that they may lead to the lost craft. However, despite this initial breakthrough, Using underwater drones to locate the submersible has thus far yielded no results. That's certainly a setback for the rescue operation. Can you shed some light on the challenges they are facing? Absolutely, Connie. The immense challenge facing the rescue operation stems from the remote location of the search area and its vast expanses. To overcome these obstacles, numerous commercial vessels and remotely operated diving robots have been employed. Each of these resources plays a crucial role in this race against time, but the unpredictable nature of ocean depths makes it exceedingly difficult to locate the missing submersible. It sounds like a daunting task. Now tell us more about the submersible at the center of this search operation. Certainly, Connie. The submersible at the center of this search operation is named Titan and is owned by OceanGate. Its mission extended beyond mere exploration. It was specifically tasked with documenting the gradual decay of the Titanic, offering tourists a unique opportunity to personally explore this historic wreck. However, concerns have been raised regarding the safety record of OceanGate. The company has faced warnings and complaints about the condition of its vessels in the past. That's a troubling aspect to consider. Can you walk us through the events leading up to the disappearance of the Titan? Certainly, Connie. The ill-fated journey of the Titan began as part of an expedition organized by OceanGate Expeditions, with its pilot, three adventurers, and the CEO of the Submersible Company on board. The disappearance of the Submersible during its dive to one of the world's most iconic shipwrecks, the Titanic, 
has triggered an international search effort. As each day passes and the oxygen supply inside the submersible diminishes, the situation becomes increasingly critical. The discovery of unexplained banging sounds raised hopes initially. Do we have any further information on that? The origin and significance of these sounds, Connie, remain uncertain. However, in response to their detection, the search area has been expanded, involving an array of resources ranging from planes and ships to state-of-the-art underwater robots. The hope is that these efforts will lead to the location of the missing submersible and its occupants. Time is of the essence here, especially considering the oxygen reserves on board the submersible. Can you elaborate on that? Absolutely, Connie. The equipped oxygen reserves on the submersible were intended to sustain the occupants for four days. This means that rescuers need to reach the craft before Thursday morning in order to have any chance at saving the lives of those on board. The pressing circumstances have prompted international assistance with the U.S. Navy dispatching experts and equipment to augment the search and rescue efforts. It emphasizes the global collaboration necessary to combat the challenges presented by the vast expanses of the North Atlantic Ocean. It's indeed a race against time, Antony. Now, there have been concerns raised about the safety of the submersible's hull. Can you provide us with more details on that aspect? Certainly, Connie. Throughout the search operation, concerns have been raised about the safety of the submersible's hull and the thickness of its material. These concerns further exemplify the gravity of the situation and the inherent risks associated with deep-sea exploration. However, despite the obstacles and lingering doubts, the search and rescue mission remains unwavering in its pursuit of locating the missing submersible and its occupants before time runs out. Thank you for that detailed update, Antony. We appreciate your insights. Welcome back, everyone, to our morning news podcast. Our next story takes us into the realm of women's reproductive rights in the United States. Today, we have our talented news reporter, Ellie, joining us to shed some light on the recent developments in this contentious issue. Ellie, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Connie. It's great to be here and discuss this important topic. So as you mentioned, following the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling in Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, approximately 25 million women of childbearing age are now finding it more difficult to access abortions. This ruling has had significant implications for women's reproductive health care across the country. It's quite a staggering number, Ellie. Can you explain to our listeners why Republican-led states were more likely to implement restrictions on abortion access? Absolutely, Connie. Republican-led states have been more inclined to restrict abortion access due to their conservative ideologies and political beliefs. Currently, we have 14 states where most cases of abortion are banned. Furthermore, 25 states have enacted laws that either outright ban abortions or impose significant restrictions on access. These legal barriers have created immense challenges for women seeking abortion services, oftentimes forcing them to travel out of state. It must be incredibly difficult for women who have to leave their home states to access health care services. Are there any health care providers who are accommodating these women? Yes, Connie. Some clinics have indeed moved across state lines to better serve the women leaving their home states for their reproductive health care needs. It's commendable to see these providers stepping up to help eliminate the barriers created by restrictive abortion laws. Despite these efforts, Ellie, do we know how the Supreme Court's ruling has affected the number of abortions being performed? Connie, 
The exact impact of the ruling on the number of abortions remains unclear at this point. However, early data suggests a decrease in abortions provided in states that have implemented bans. It's worth noting that medication abortion has become more dominant, but opponents of abortion have also taken legal action against this method. So it's a complex situation with different factors at play. Absolutely, Ellie. And what about legal challenges to these restrictive laws? Have they had any effect? Yes, Connie. We have seen lawsuits challenging these abortion policies, resulting in bans being temporarily put on hold in at least six states. However, I must point out that prosecutions related to accessing abortions are currently limited, which means that women seeking abortions are generally not being criminally pursued. Thank you for clarifying that detail, Ellie. Now let's zoom out a bit. Are there any concerns about the potential implications or consequences of these abortion restrictions? Certainly, Connie. The topic of abortion is contentious, and these restrictions have raised concerns about potential reconsideration of other rights. It's important to note that measures in those areas have not gained significant traction. However, we should keep an eye on Republican lawmakers who have focused on restricting gender-affirming care for transgender minors, as this is another area where we have seen their attention shift. That brings us to the end of our discussion, Ellie. Thank you so much for providing us with such valuable insights into this complex issue. We truly appreciate your expertise. Thank you, Connie. It was my pleasure to help shed some light on this important topic. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made with ChatGPT, Eleven Labs, and a program written by you. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.